You are listening to Is There an Echo in Here? A podcast about Echo and the Bunnymen. everybody it's time <laughs> it is time um after our season premiere episode with the brilliant shannon o'neill youngian analysis yep we learned so much and now we're just back to the dumb yep it's us again <laughs> this is gonna be a pretty uh a pretty chill episode i was trying to kind of like it was late, as it always is, at night when we recorded it, and, you know, I just hope y'all... It's an important episode, though, because yeah. it's the first episode where we finally start to discuss the band's music. Yep, we do. This is a... And it's interesting, because it's kind of a... On the timeline. ...shorter song, and it's kind of an early song, but yeah. we just get real into it and just squeeze as much as we can out of that song we squeeze that lemon it did turn out to be about that song the whole episode pretty much squeezing the lemon <laughs> pretty much that's pretty what much. it's about that's kind of, yeah you know okay um but before we start talking about our our episode um i want to say that this is a podcast about echo and the bunny men yes it is for real it is and it is a podcast where the whole premise is that I walk into my husband's studio where he is generally doing things yep, doing that are something. music related yeah. and I make him stop what he's doing to talk about Echo and the Bunnymen. And so what I like to do is ask him what he was doing when I came in. But tonight we're going to skip that part. Oh. And because we have some news. I wasn't doing anything. Exactly. Annie wasn't doing anything. I'm not doing anything ever anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that... I just want to say that I'm not, you know, I don't buy into the whole, you know, man cave thing or whatever. You know, it's not really... Yeah, it's true. It's a family studio, okay? It's a fa- And you guys are all welcome. And the family... <laughs> oh, bless you. So, okay, but there's news tonight. There's news. Are you going to sneeze again? I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see. Living on the edge. There's news. There is. So the first piece of news has to do with a member of the Bunnyman family. Um, This is the mother of Ian McCulloch's um, youngest child. I don't even know if they were married because I don't really like dig in on like their personal life. But I do know that Zoe Devlin Love just dropped an album called Noradrenaline. So... She just dropped this album, um, and yeah. I follow her on Instagram, uh-huh. and it looks great. I'm having a little trouble finding it on Spotify, and I think that's a user error. But you can search for her album, Zoe Devlin Love, on iTunes, Spotify, and all the you know the places and things. Cool. So we have another piece of news to announce, another album release. Echo and the Bunnymen have released their long-awaited 
peel sessions. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, it is their peel sessions from 1979 to 1983. Whoa. Um, you can find this album on iTunes, Spotify, all the things. But what I really want for my birthday is vinyl. the double vinyl that oh, is 28 oh, bucks. So start saving up for that. Oh, okay. Um, and this has could not have come out at a better time for us to be using because oh, yeah. we're gonna Perfect. be talking about Perfect. because 1979 there's no recordings from that period except for the peel sessions and may i read a quote that is in that is on postpunk.com that will Sargent said a will Sargent quote you may oh okay thank you for your permission without john peel sessions echo and the bunny men in my opinion would not exist it's that simple the band got so much support from him and john walters peel's producer Recording appeal session was essential to the development of our songwriting skills while at the same time giving us amazing exposure and self-belief. Because they did just pick him up. They were playing along with... Peel did that, man. The drum machine Echo, which I can't wait to yeah. hear on vinyl. Oh, it's going to be great. I love her playing. Yeah. Um, no offense to Pete DeFritis, but yeah. I do love that drum machine. That's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. John Peel did that for people, man. And, and I, w- I wish he was still around. I know. So kind of like John Schaefer, uh, New Sounds, WNYC. Yes. Um, great show. Check that one out. Yep. But uh, just like uh, discovers acts, exposes people, gives them a platform, and just loves music. and Loves music yeah. of all kinds. So so run out and get your um, double vinyl. It seems like it's a little cheaper if you buy it directly from the Echo and the Bunny Men website. Because I see it listed here okay, for 28 Okay, I get the hint. <laughs> I'm getting it. I got, I got mes- message received. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay. Christmas and then, might come early this year. How about first show anniversary, November 15th present? That's, first show? Mm-hmm, of Echo and the Bunny Oh, of Echo and the Bunny Men. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be expecting All right. that. All right. Okay. And... Last but not least, our biggest piece of news, perhaps, is there is a picture that was posted onto Johnny Marr's Instagram page. Mm. It was a picture of Johnny Marr himself Mm -hmm. and Will Sargent. Hanging out. And the crowd went wild. Oh, yeah. This has been the talk of the the town. Yes. It has a bunny been, town and just a stir and everyone's <laughs> bunny town. Everyone's just like, what's going to happen? Are they doing an album together? No answers from official Bunnyman Instagram. No, no answer. Just a picture, a good picture. Just a couple of dongs them. and guitars hanging out in a room. <laughs> Everyone wants to know what they're doing. I know. Maybe they're just hanging out. Maybe they're just chilling, catching up, jamming. Maybe they look like they're in a studio, but I mean, when you're Johnny Marr or Will Sargent, your yeah. studio is not looking like you know the teenage bedroom studio that we all, all no, have. no, it's but when Johnny Marr, I don't know what they're doing, but they look like for some reason I feel like they were in a studio. I think I'm not alone there, and just so exciting. I'm so glad you cut that Morrissey guy loose. I always thought he was a chode from Dude, day one. Sucks. We never got into that. Like I promised we would because the moment's kind of passed. But like, no, it hasn't. It's yeah, getting it's worse still, and worse. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. Okay, we don't have to he's like a, get all. He's a Nazi. He is a. I listen. I love the Smiths. Always have. Um, I tried to get like really into, you know, the band, and so I started like reading about 
Morrissey and like tried to get into him. And man, I didn't like him when I was like when I was fourteen when I started to read his watch his interviews or yeah, yeah. I was like I don't know about you kind of a dude. And so strange. I know, I know. But for me, the Smiths is not about Morrissey. I hate his voice. I hate all this stuff. It is about these phrases that get repeated, mm. like we're going to talk about tonight mm. with the song, that are like beautiful with this ambient guitar and Johnny Mars guitar playing. Like I've seen this happen to other people's lives and now it's happening in mine. Yeah, that's that, that hit me hard when I first heard it. I know, I know. Were we tripping or something? Yeah, we were, we were in a car together and yeah. I was like, whoa, dude. That's, that's the Smiths for me. And yeah. that's Johnny Marr. Yeah. And he... I like Morrissey's voice. Do you? I like his singing. I know, of course, a lot of people do. And it's I don't sad. Mean to be it's like, sad. I was like out know. somewhere the other day at the grocery store and like a Smith song was on and I was like into it. I can't remember which song it was. And then I, and then I, but then I'm, now I'm conflicted, you know? It is really painful. And I don't mean to stand here and be like, I knew back then and I don't even care and gloating because it is painful. Where does it people. fit into the category of? That feeling, though, like, because people are like, okay, you can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. Right. Right. I mean, P- what do you do? Period. With, yes. I would love to know everybody's opinion and argument about, you know, should you, should you not? I, I'm not going to be playing I think, uh, either band. Nick probably. Cave wrote an article yeah. about you can enjoy this music. Uh, you own it now. You it's own yours. It. But I tell you, Nick Cave came out with another article recently that I'm a little disappointed about. Never, he was like mm-hmm. whining about woke culture, mm-hmm. uh, like in this, oh, you can't say anything anymore, more or less. Yeah. And, uh, I and it figured was like, he would start. What are these <laughs> whiners? Can you imagine what a, so I was like, I put that on Twitter. I was like, can you, I can't think of anything wimpier than like famous white guys complaining about how they're put upon by woke he's... culture. That's so yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I know. shitting me. But yeah, woke culture is keeping me down, man. I can't just like be an asshole without getting called out for it. I mean, I'm just trying to bite my tongue about you know. All right, anyway. I'm try- trying to call. And then Morrissey's out there kicking people out of his shows. Oh, I did know. you see that video? Yes. Oh. Someone you know, said okay, something. By the way, what, what was the sign? It was a great sign though. Someone had a sign oh, at a yeah, show, and it said, uh, it said, it uh, said. Like Big Mouth Indeed or something like yes. that? Or something like that, something, right? Some reference to Big Mouth. We should look it up. I just want to say that all of the uh, the um, the views we express as we just, you know, rant and rave into the evening do not... Are not the Bunnymans? Are not the Bunnymans. So oh, yeah. I just, you know, as we're trashing... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck Marcy, though. People are so weird. And then they get all like... Kanye West just put out a new album, right? Called yeah. like Jesus is King. But he's this big Trump, you know, whatever Trumpkin. That stayed. And then people, and then but then people want to just listen to music. And like I saw someone put a thing on Twitter, and it was kind of like, why has everything got to be political? You know, can't I just listen to band songs? (laughs) But it's like political is like genocide, man. Exactly. Political is like you know. And music is so powerful. And I understand that it's like sometimes the expectations are too high, like with Public Enemy, and and you know, like. That they're going to, you know, save the world, a band like that. But really, like, music is so powerful that you you really do need to be addressing political issues because it is the most magical thing on the planet. Is the most transformative um, force. Well, let me tell you what Morrissey is 
expressing political opinions. Exactly. That's true. But what I mean is you got to be on the good side. Yeah. You I mean, it's so obvious. The, the dark side and the no And there's a dark the side of the forest and the light side. And, and you can't, you know, you can't be tampering with um, your musical Jedi powers because they're, you know. Or, you know, but you, you can just sing in a love song. I mean, you right, know, right. There's, there's always, and sometimes, you know, the personal is universal, is what we were taught in art school. Shout out to Seth. But even the Morris the Smith songs are can be really rebellious in this way that are universally like re- rejecting authority and, 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 yes. and kind of, and they even like this, cri- even this like critique of like kind of parody of like bourgeois life in the Smiths. Yes. Lyrics, I feel like. Right. I always felt like it was, um, like frankly, down Mr. with the Shankly queen, anti-royalist yeah, yeah, and just like, anti-authoritarian yeah, man, completely. Like belligerent ghouls run Manchester schools. Absolutely. So, you know, and it was, a, it was essentially, these sort of bare bones expressions of anti-authoritarianism that you could superimpose your life and they were so personal. And I think that's, um, was that Nick Cave or Billy Bragg wrote something too about how painful this was. I'm so mad at Morrissey too, because now he's taking uh, over our conversation about Johnny Marr and Will Sargent hanging out. They're hanging out. And then the ghost, like the, not the ghost, the shadow figure Uh, here who like, just is like, just by guilt by association has derailed this conversation about what are these guys doing? And then, you know, and you're just like, God, I can't believe you play with Morrissey. Yeah. (laughs) I know. And Johnny Marr, man, I haven't read about what he said, but what a, what a bummer for him. So Morrissey, make your way to the exit. We'll wait. Goodbye. We don't need you. We don't need you, Morrissey. Do not let the door hit you on the way out, right? Okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna hypothesize because that's what we're supposed to do here. Yeah. I, I, these guys are just hanging out in a room, and took a picture together. What is? Why do people I, why, I attach wild theories like, like to this? Like, like do you know how much work out, it man. is to record a record? Oh. Like, I mean, and like to come, you know, maybe oh. unless they've been working on it a long time, and this is like. That's some calculated planning. Like, oh, song, we're going to leak a picture. Play on my song. That's what that, it is. Like Johnny Moore, he's coming out with albums and stuff that I should check out. Yeah, he's out there. Will, maybe he's it's hip. a Bunnyman. What are the Bunnymen doing right now? Are they on a break? No, are they playing gigs? They play now? all the time. I hope nobody expects them to be working. Anyway, I had this vibe of like, they're just hanging out, just being like, remember when? And then playing a little guitar. I bet they're talking about guitars, looking at each other's guitars, just talking about gear and talking about, you know, clubs and stuff. I wonder. And then they're like, let's take a selfie. And then everyone's like, oh, my God. Ah, This is just so amazing. And so I'm imitating myself, by the way, because... That's how I felt. I just, I was, I was crying. I was full of feeling. I was like, this is going to bring everyone together. This is so important for the scene. Um, so that's where we're at. You yeah, know, we're, we're anxious to know. We and, got, uh, we got nothing to live for. And then that comes <laughs> along and you're suddenly, you have a purpose again. You got Marcy you got kicking people out of the show. And then, you're, you know, you almost give up on life. And then there's a little murmur of, and you know, we I thought about like talking about the connection between the Bunny Men and Johnny Marr, but I'm gonna save it for real time. So we'll talk about it in like eight years. Or okay, so. okay. All right. Well, let's talk about what this episode is about. All right. So 
First, we should tell you that this episode contains adult content. Um, it's pretty vague. It does? It, it does, because we're talking about the song Monkeys, and there's a few, you know, moments. So those of you who sit around with your children listening to this podcast. And it's not going to be like, you know, it's definitely not going to be informative or all that risque. It's just going to be... I mean, honestly, the first 37 minutes of this episode is us just like giggling and making dumb jokes and about the innuendos and stuff that are. So stay tuned, folks. And monkeys. Yeah, for real. So, you know, that's this just. This is a real uh, good follow up to our very serious discussion exactly. with Shannon O'Neill. Yep, that's right. This one is uh, not quite there. But, um,. But then we go after, if you can get through that, like, I don't know, 40 minutes of that, then Shane does a musical analysis. And if you wait till the very end of the episode, we are going to do a dramatic interpretation of the the night that they get offered their first gig ever. Will they, will they do it? You know you love our reenactments. Yes, I mean that. So you can just, Lauren, you can just skip to like the end. It's gonna be great. Just go right to the end. You get our reenactments. Yes. Straight up drama class. I, oh, you know, for days. I, there's a real. This is a real like loss of innocence episode. I think for me. Yes. And I don't know about you, but for me it is because you'll hear the in the the arc of my just going from ignorance to confusion to disbelief to acceptance to understanding to you know i hope so i hope it's not just uh which it is just us making jokes about like what bagsy means (laughs) well (laughs) you'll hear it (laughs) okay oh one last thing we have to say okay one last thing we need to say about this episode is there are some gunshots that are fired. Uh, um, and kind of in the beginning. Living in you... America. <laughs> and so, and I. <laughs> so we just want to say we no one was there was someone was injured, but not critically. There were like three shootings that night. I think the person's still at large, but no one uh, was hurt. Yeah. But someone shot at the federal building here and. Anyway, when we, was that? There, it's a very strange case to read about, like what happened on, on October second. Oh yeah, I have pictures of like um, the bullet holes in the federal building. When I know on October second, the night that we heard the sh- the shooting, there were like three different shootings that night. Wow, around town. That's crazy. And it sounded semi-automatic, as you can probably hear. Well, yes, yeah, so you'll hear it later in the episode. But don't worry, it's very no alarming. one has been hurt. And it's, it's high drama, though. It's it's uh, yeah, it was yeah, scary. It's like. Um, it's a moment because mm-hmm. we're just goofing and then it's like, what was that? And then we go back to goofing. And then we go so. back to goofing. But there's, you'll, you'll hear it and it's, uh, it's notable. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's like podcast verite. Just to give you a little slice of life, those little you hard kernel are of reality. UK listeners and stuff. Just so you know, over there <laughs> in your safe gun-free countries God, listening know. to this i've been reading about the rave culture and like the firms and the hooligans and the i'm rave just like culture? come on rave you know 90s club scene in the uk and like the firms and stuff and it's just like 
I mean, but it is. It takes some some balls to knife someone right in front of your face, like hand to, to knife hand. Someone. Yeah, people get. They, that's what they do instead. They knife people in the UK. They'd stab you. <sighs> I was in a park where somebody was stabbed like the next day when I was in London. I mean, th- this could just go <sighs> on and on. I, like you know, <laughs> I could think of all kinds of terrible things. Yeah. Well, instead of listing those out, let's just get right to the episode. And let's just think about Johnny Marr and Will Sargent. Just holding hands just in the smiling, field. being like, yep, we're still here, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, here's the episode. The metronome in the motherfucking house. The metronome in the motherfucking house. In the motherfucking house, and I got a fucking mouth, but I got a little cat. Um, <laughs> Why is okay. it on there? Oh, it's just because it's a new uh, session. You got this. It's actually a dumbass glitch in Logic Pro 10 or something that every time you always have to have a metronome. The metronome comes no on what. no matter what. <laughs> Here well, we are. <laughs> um. Yeah, here we are. We're back. We're back. We're back. So we're gonna do an intro later, but all right, we're gone. Let's do it. Okay. We're in. So we're just in, in the timeline now. We're diving in. Where do we leave these guys? Oh man, um, think back. It's been a f- it's while. been a while. Bathroom? No. Bathroom. There's a bathroom or a yes. wine bar. They were, yep, yep, wow. yep. And they met there. They talked to each other. These and then guys, they started, no, we're talking about Ian McCullough. Yeah. Les Pattinson and Will Sargent have met one another. They. <laughs> yeah, and they were rocking out with their drum machine. They, they got a drum machine. We talked about that, right? Yep, good. So we're, there's our little, that's what, that's what, <laughs> that's where we left off. Nice. Okay. Now, that, that was what was happening. Yep. Now, guess what's happening now? Um, well, I think... Let me... I mean, I think I know. I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. I think they got to play a show, man. They got to play a motherfucking show. <laughs> yeah. They got to get on that stage and Wait play. a second. Don't go so fast. Uh, oh, my mistake. I mean, <laughs> what do you got to do before you play the show? Uh, take some band photos. <laughs> yep. Practice. Yes. You gotta practice some more. They've uh, been. Pr- they're still practicing. Oh, they're in the. They're in the woodshed. That's what they're doing right now. What, they're writing a song. Yeah. They've got a song. Ah, I see. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a song called "I Bags of Yours." I'm sorry. <laughs> I bags <No>. yours. <laughs> I bags yours. <laughs> I don't know about these guys. I don't think they're <laughs> going to make it. I bag Z. Bag Z? So, S's or Z's. I bag Z yours. <laughs> I bag Z yours. Okay. Can you say that? <laughs> Can you say that a couple of times? I bag Z yours. I bag Z yours. <laughs> I bag Zors. So. I bag Z yours. 
That's their song. I bag Z. Yours. And did you listen to the songs I told you to listen to? I think, you know, it's been a busy time. <laughs> you sent me some emails and I get lots of messages and emails. I try to screenshot them so they don't get buried in more messages. <laughs> oh, yeah. I photo. Really? That's the, How that's would the I world you live That's in. the world I live in. I take pictures of people's notes and otherwise they're gone forever. Ah, okay. So anyway, long story short. No, I haven't listened to the songs. Uh, and that's okay because we—it's always good. To it's have not a because fresh I don't—I don't, I don't uh, love this band, this podcast, <laughs> and everything. But um, it's cool because it's actually best to do it, you know, in the moment. So this song—now, have you ever heard of the song from Echo and the Bunnymen? I bags yours. <laughs> no, you haven't, because it got renamed. Oh, okay. To monkeys. Okay. Okay, ring a bell? No. I, f- I don't know. I feel like I read about it in like Bill Drummond's book or something. Right, he always it, gets mentioned. It's the it, first song. It's their first single or something? Or, I, did they I do a split? Know. I think they did like a split record. I don't know that stuff. That, I'm not there yet. Right. I'm like a, an atypical fan because I don't care about your merch. I don't care about your dates. I just care about them. And Did you make a good recording? I mean, yeah. But anyway. Okay. Um. So... So they're practicing, and this song is coming into being. Would you like to hear it? Yep. Let me let me play you. Okay. Will you put that in the trash? <laughs> is that gum? <laughs> this is the song that Monkeys was going to become. Ready? Okay. It's great. Right. A great this song. Is what, yep. And that's what it does. And then here's the old here's the 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 version that's more like the one that I started singing. <laughs> that yeah, is in the, the liminal stage. It's not yet written. Ready? That's great. So this is them with the drum machine. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. This Welcome. Is cool. I like it. Yep. It is interesting what a kick-ass drummer that guy was though. That was on the <laughs> drum set on the other version. All right. 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 But this is cool. They got all tight on that drum machine. Yeah. I'll tell you though, I have some issues with the song. Okay. I would lie saw your face as you're listening. What the hell does that mean? I bags of yours. He says, it, I didn't realize it's called I Bagsy Yes. Yours. Yes. And then he says, well, I Bagsy yours. Yeah. And you Bagsy mine. Yes. What does that mean? 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 this I've already asked this question in the podcast. Do you remember me asking this? So what does it means something that's slang for something right is that slang oh you don't know right now you don't know no oh you're gonna look it up right now oh yeah i'm gonna look it up right now you just accepted that (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
That's just it. That's what it's called, man. That's just I bagsy. What does bagsy mean in slang? Ooh. Oh, it's a child's word. Okay. These are things that we don't understand so many culturally. Things. Go well, ahead. That's going to be the, how we end, I think, this episode, is talking about what we know about England. But anyway, to claim... What the fuck was that? I feel like we just heard a bunch of gunshots. Like many. Yeah. So we're all really freaked out now. <laughs> Do you want to close the window or something? I guess we'll just leave this recording. <laughs> what in the world could that be? Um, so we're really freaked out right now because uh, we heard multiple gunshots. Up not the up the road in our neighborhood. But uh, so there's about to be a lot of... A lot of sirens and yeah. craziness. So I don't know. Should we even continue recording? I'm so freaked out. I'm like really freaked out. I can't. I don't I think can't I can do actually. This, so. Uh, so, so yeah. So we'll just start this again. There's a helicopter flying over us. So I bags yours. Um, okay, so we're back. Um, we chilled out with our roommates for a little while, and now we feel better. So, all right, listen to this. It is a child's word. Okay. Which means to claim the right to have or do something because you said you wanted it first. Okay? Now, in the United States, we have an expression... I get shotgun. Okay, but in England, I got dibs. I got di- I got first dibs. But this is different than how you use these words. Listen, I bagsied. It's a plural. I mean, I'm sorry, a past tense now. Mhm. I bagsied the best seat before anyone else arrived. Okay. Got it. You use it in a different sense. I snagged it. I snagged it. Okay. I bagged it, kind of. So I bagsied it. Okay. I bagsied. I bagsy yours. I got yours. You got mine. There's a really loud fly <laughs> circulating in this room. There's a lot of sounds and things. There's gunshots. Happening. Goddamn. That's one difference between England and the United States that we could get into is uh, you won't be hearing that. That's like a bee. All right. It's. Settle down. So listen. Uh, so now, knowing I bagged what bags the last you, piece of pizza. <laughs> no, but, now, but think about the song. The song title. I bagsy yours, you bagsy mine. What does that mean? I snagged. I mean, I yours. get it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bagsy I get it. what you? Whatever it is, whatever it is you got. Okay. I got it. First. I got it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like. It's like it's about. Um, Getting it. <laughs> well, maybe greed or jealousy. Or, we'll have to read the lyrics. Or like, 
I'm going to tell you what okay, it's about what without it even reading them. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> tell me about what the song is about. It's that feeling of like, you know, of covetousness. 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 Are you handing me another piece of gum to put in the trash? <laughs> it's been a stressful night, man, with the gun. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Okay, so would you like to know what it's the lyrics Let's are? tell me the lyrics of the song. All right. And then I want you to analyze the... I'm the, going the, to. The, okay. But also... The chords and how it was written and stuff. Oh, all right. Well, that'll take a little longer, but okay. Okay. I bagsy yours, if you'll bagsy mines. If you'll, uh, if you will bagsy oh, mine. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a chance if you take the blame. Forget it. Forget it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's spelled in this in the lyric. Um, this is their first song. Yeah, wow. I mean, kind well. They, it's hard to say what a first song is. Yeah, it's but like this it was is, of the first batch. Though. Yes, of the first few. Okay, these are my favorite parts. Boys are the same, brains in their pockets. Girls are the same, knock it and rock it. Remember. Wow. <laughs> Something that emerged from you. Um, <laughs> Did you, could so, you hear it? No, okay. I'm not a holy man. I'm too lowly for that. I'm not a praying man. I'm not ready for that. I bags of yours. Blah, blah, blah. Keem on, keem on. Key, it says, it's spelled K-E-Y-M-O-N. Wow. <laughs> Some esoteric stuff. Keem on. Look that up. It's not come on. Does that mean something? You All right. That That's up. a good Is point. Is that slang oh, as well? Yeah. Keem on. Kimon singing Christmas songs. Hmm. Kimon seems like a cartoon. Kimon Ake is an Indian animated television series. So that's not what he's talking about. I know. <laughs> so, but then now you know about Kimon. So no, there's no such thing as Kimon. Definition. Kimon definition. Is that how you said that part? Yeah, that is. Well, <laughs> I hope y'all are. I mean, we're getting into the music here. I God, it's a little enjoying... harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no. I thought this is... Uh, it's like resisting you. There's yeah. an obscurantist quality to there it. There is. I mean, I feel like somebody's messing with me with a word like Kimon. Yeah. And I bag the Zembo. I can't even... Of all the I need lyrics. to have those lyrics like in front of me that you read them to me. Oh, and, okay. Uh, no, no, I don't need them now. But I mean, I'm just saying like <laughs> I would have to sit with them. Yeah, you would. Because it's a lot of psychodrama going on. There is. Is it just like, or is it just like sort of vague kind of? I think it's kind of vague. Like existential Listen, dread or something? I, yeah. I, I mean, I will read way into way too many songs, but this is that song. Um, but I think it is kind of. <laughs> Listen. And then that happened. <laughs> what? Okay. Sorry. Okay. Chemo. <laughs> So, well, chemo. What it, take the blame oh, for what? <laughs> it's like, I bagsy yours if you'll bagsy mine. Chemo. I'll take a chance if you take the blame for what? Take a what chance, you, take a chance. <laughs> what are you taking the blame for? All right. What are you That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what are you, and what is it? I'll take a chance if you take the blame. For what? Oh, if for the thing that wrong. you're doing. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, so, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, like, I'm going to take, I'm, look. I am 
going to take a chance on this. Uh, sneaking out. Tonight. Sneaking out. I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to go to this like. But you're, I'm not going to be the one that's like in trouble if we get caught. If we get caught, it was your idea. Yeah. Totally. Kimo. Kimo. <laughs> Kimo. Kimo. Let's go on down, sneak into the pool tonight. I'll bag the- <laughs> I'll bag the yours and you bag the mine. I'll take the chance if you take the blame. Kimo. Now this is when <laughs> this is when it gets a little more risque and we're dealing and we're entering into a more um sexual psychosexual right well maybe the bags okay. is sexual a bags of yours if you'll bags of mine That's is there totally an innuendo is. there <laughs> it's like i'll take take you for a I'll ride. bags of you <laughs> if you bags of me take a chance Boys are okay, so boys are the same. <laughs> Brains in their pocket. What does that mean to you, Shane? <laughs> oh, it's about it's about the dong. <laughs> you can perhaps speak to that. Now that we're talking about binary gender, but I think he so you're saying they're talking I'm saying about that, You know, there's that whole thing of like just uh the impulse. To fornicate. All right. So I'll bags you yours. But wait. You bags you mine. Girls are the same. Knock it and rock it. Wait. Girls are the same. Knock it and rock it. Knock it or knock it and rock it. So they're going to like get that D and then they're out of there. <laughs> they're rocking it on so out. So he's there. kind of talking about like sexual tropes and roles that are played out. Um, and I, you know, there's just kind of this rote, uh, mechanized yeah. way that he's expressing. It's like a tit for tat kind of thing. Tit for tat. And like, you know, everyone's the same. Guys just want to yeah, do it. I just want to do it. Girls just want to do it too. And okay. then you want to get out of there. Key mom. All right. Key mom. But then here we go. Oh. <clears throat> now, how does this tie in? I'm not a holy man. I'm too lowly for that. I'm not a praying man. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, you know, um, this guy is just—he's just stringing words together. But that's but there's general feelings associated with it, you know. I'm not a holy man. I'm too lowly for that. I'm not a praying man. I'm not ready for that. Chemo. <laughs> what does Chemo. he say with those two lines? A bags of yours, if you'll bags of mine, I'll take a chance. What about the old the man? What about the old Forget man? Forget it. What about the... I think he's saying that he's not above all this shit. Right. But he's not uh, really ready to go like pray about it. Right. And he's not... I see, yeah. You know, yeah. just caught, caught in the middle You're of good. You. This is some inter- inter- <laughs> like literary interpretation here. This is... Uh... Oh, I, this is where I will shine <laughs> in this podcast. As you can tell, I mean, um, you yeah. just, I mean, it's like I'm, it, my mind. Like. Mind. <laughs> Keep on.
So yeah. corny. Listen. Yeah. What do you think this all means, though? The whole song. Well, I've been sitting around thinking about this song so yeah. in the last few days too, and I'll tell you what I think of it. I so I've been thinking about kind of like, you know, gender and this binary that everyone had to contend with, and still, you know, everyone in the Western world has to. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of questioning of, you know, these these roles that have been assigned because of our gender. And uh, I was like, are the first two lines like the boy line or the second line, like the girl line? So for example, it's like, um, I bags of yours. If you bags of mine, maybe it is like the male thing. It's the, the offering, so to speak, the <laughs> offering of the D yeah. in that, you know, bagsy that completely, shit. totally. <laughs> And then the girl <laughs> taking the chance if you take the blame. I don't know why, but for me, I was like, well, maybe it's, you know, the song, maybe it's kind of like that, um, you know, suggestion by Fugazi, maybe, where, you know, it's he's speaking from the perspective right. of... She does nothing to conceal it. He touches her because he wants to feel it. Yep. I love that song so much. So good. So I'm going to just draw that parallel. I'm just going to run with it. I've decided that. So, yeah. So, and you know, another theme that comes comes up for me is memory, right? Um, he talks about remembering and forgetting. Oh, yeah. Trauma is also connected to memory and it interferes with the way you make memories and whatnot. And, and I was also thinking, you know, when people go to war, you know, like we're asked to remember the holiday, but we kind of want the soldiers to forget and I just think it's interesting what huh. a culture wants you to remember and right. what it wants you to forget. Yeah. And I think he's kind of trying to tap into that. On one hand, we're supposed to remember our sexual experiences. And on one hand, we're supposed to forget them. That's, you know, and that's make, deep. that to like, <laughs> too. That's okay. deep. What else was I able to, to like come up with here? <laughs> okay, you know, I kind of said, yep, Shane's learning it. And it goes... Because they only play in one key. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just, like, looking through these lyrics again. Do we see any sort of, uh, any stylistic things emerging? I see some things that, that I want to point out, looking at it here again. Ian McCulloch has, a, like, a habit of of including, like, catchphrases or, like, slogans or motto, just, like, sort of, truisms in his lyrics right in the way that kind of like radiohead does tom york does that that yep jinx it's like a cliche a cliche that is like iterated it's it's almost sarcasm um and there's you know you have said this before about his lyrics that tom um, york or or ian ian Uh that they are romantic poetic poetic and he talks about nature Right. And love. I am going to mm-hmm. make a case um, throughout this podcast that that is that is often what people think, but he's very much a realist. And I almost feel like Ocean Rain had this tiny, this this minute, this, this speck of being like tongue-in-cheek and being like so hopelessly romantic. The song Ocean Rain? The album. album. The album. 
But I also think that's when he kind of comes into his own as a lyricist. And he just gets better, actually. Can I say about him is that he's very economical with the lyrics. Right. Smart. And one thing I'm also increasingly becoming aware of, and I'm curious to see how much this kind of goes through uh, throughout the the discography or whatever. Um, he like makes some words up, man. No, I've been Googling some. I learned a What's new word the about? other day that began with you. No wonder you can't understand what this guy's saying. I he's know. like makes words up. Well, I think he's got sort of a, like, there's a large portion of his brain that is devoted to wordplay and using words. And he... I think is such a master of it. I yeah. don't actually even usually care about lyrics as long as they're not offensive. It's like and James go with the Joyce music. or something, though. Yeah, that's right. Like Dubliners, he'll is make up a... some words, you know. Uh, James Joyce, yeah. or, or or maybe it's slang and it's like Cockneyed. Is it Cockneyed? You know Cockney. What? Cockney is like an an accent. I'm just making shit up, but uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to like hold on, find a James Joyce quote. <laughs> From like Dubliners or something. I just realized that Van Morrison is quoting James Joyce in that song where he says, loves, loves, to love, love. Oh, That's I thought James. he was just scatting. I did too. Well, James Joyce has a famous <laughs> quote that says, loves, loves, to love, love. Oh. All moan day, tear day, whales day, thumps day, fright day, shatter day. Is that, is that That's James Joyce. Anyway, okay. I just think like he has this kind of like... It, le- it like points you into like something within yourself, you know, right. that makes you sort of like, like something mystical, right? To where it's like, or, yeah. you know, it, it, it just kind of... enough openness, yeah. open-endedness Yeah, that to you identify. fill it in or not, but there's, it's, but you have like a, you intuit it yes. in this way that, okay, that makes sense. Sure. Mojo Ryzen, you know? Like I bags yours. I bags yours. If you bags you mine. Zimbo zimbo. <laughs> uh, come on. You know. So come on, right? I always thought he was saying come on, and then I thought, well, actually, when I was young, I thought it was tomorrow. Tomorrow. But then I would listen. I'd be like, he's not saying tomorrow. But and then there's like a. And then you know you could take him at face value, you know. Yeah. Or his, his what, what you you're hearing. Do you think he's saying Kimon? Whatever it he's sounds like, Kimon. that's what he's but saying. But it's not because it sounds like he's saying sudden when he's saying sodden. Instead of under, it's under, kind of. From under. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, anything else kind of foreshadowing? I mean, he's going to talk for. for for someone who's clearly not religious, and I really appreciate that, he does sort of reference God and holiness and praying and heaven and hell and angels and devils a whole lot. I mean, if he is a Christian... No offense to has, our Christian listeners, oh, yeah, you know, right. Sorry, whatever. Guys. No, it doesn't okay. matter. You know, um, but he's just, like, it's annoying, though. You should be too religious, you know? Just like, I know, keep like, it to yourself. You two... You know? uh, I just, we don't need everybody to be religious. You two kind of has that, yeah. right? They have their Christian thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Like, we can't have everyone. But no, I guess it's a hard world to live in and it gives you a little something. I'm a huge so Jesus he, Christ think, Superstar fan. Totally. I think he has a special relationship with Jesus and we'll get into it later, but it's like a weird one. And I think he knows, and I've read many quotes, especially in the early days where he just thinks it's all a bunch of, you know. 
but he doesn't focus on it a lot. But in his lyrics, there is a lot of um, references to um, the divine Christian imagery. I mean, it's a little bit open-ended, holy man. I mean, that could be in praying. I mean, that's not specifically a Christian act, but there's a, so there's a religiosity in the, some of the themes. Yes. Okay. But that just creates like a... And then there's sex in the line before it. It's like boys just want to do it, you know. Yeah. Boys are the same, brains in the pot. What's he asking me to remember? Is that a command? Like, well, just remember, the cool thing about boys it, are the no, same. No. He's playing again because later on in the song he says, forget it. Yep. So he's like, girls right. are the same, knock it and rock it, remember, remember. But then later on he's like, you know, I'll take a chance if you'll take the blame. Forget it. Forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Keep on. Keep on. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this song again. <laughs> some some more. Some more. Well, all right. You know, it's been a couple of days. Um, we're a little more awake, and we want to thank our listeners, who, or at least our Instagram followers, who chimed in and helped us solve, solve the riddle mystery. of the Kimon. Yeah. And, you know, there's this point where you say, like, well, now we know we can take him at face value. And, <clears throat> no, there's always a hidden message. Uh. There's always a reversal. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we learned something that most, you know, diehard Bunnyman fans know. And we learned. Shane, would you like to? Yes. Came on is an anagram of monkey an enneagram of monkey no what is it when you reverse the letters around uh, scramble word scramble no there's a thing it's like it's like a, like like mojo risen is oh. actually jim morrison with the letters right. like like it's like a hidden thing man there's another connection between the bunny man and jim morrison yeah <sighs> anyway but you know what i'm saying though kimon is like an anagram that's when i think it's like abracadabra when things can be reversed no uh no 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 that's um you were thinking of um what, what's that called uh when the, amanapanapia like, or something no automatopia no, is more like kablamo pow uh, okay i know but, what a malaprop is what's that that is a word that kind of sounds like another word, and you just use it as though it's another <laughs> word. Okay. And then there's, um, like, how mom is, like, you can reverse it. Uh-huh. And boob. And boob. <laughs> it's a palindrome. Yes. Palindrome. Okay. That's right. And a palindrome, and I, I was thinking word. about that because sometimes, like, song, I like, have, like, like, songs can be, like, palindromic in structure. Okay. And, and but anyway. Okay, so it's an anagram. Kimon is an anagram of monkey. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for joining us as we explored the English language <laughs> and learned. I think I got uh four out of four wrong. Um so yeah, so that just kind of changed things for us. It really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it how did it change your perception of the song to find at first it's at first i was like oh my gosh that's brilliant yeah like and then you were like no it's not and then i was like 
I, I just was, I just thought, oh wow, how mysterious, yeah. how bizarre, you know. And I was like, how dumb. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, something like that. And I, I was like, wow, it makes it so much more deep to me. And you're like, you're it makes it so much more dumb to me. And I thought, <laughs> oh, am I stupid? Like what? Like but uh, but I um, it's just a weird twist. It's a weird twist. Plot twist. Plot twist. You weren't expecting. This this song was a real was real weird. It was real weird. <laughs> and um, now is it weirder? Is it less weird? It's more weird, <laughs> but it's like It's weirder. It's weirder, but it's I just got like a weird you know what it was? It felt to me Yeah. Like like kinda like a dream thing or something. Oh, it felt very right. like okay. very dreamlike at that point and then it gave it this like more magical surrealist quality to me right that's what that, and it gave me and i was like whoa and it deepened it for me so you always think when he reverses the letters or something is he is he creating a mystery for you to solve right it's almost You're like a magic spell it. though or something it, you know yeah like with the word word play like that right yeah um Again, you know, with, you know, it's called monkeys, but with Kimon even, meaning monkey, this is about primal, you know, primate, primal instincts that exist within the human physiology. Brilliant. There's not that many lyrics. It's very economical. And they were probably written when someone was 12. But I still feel like this song has a lot of power. Yeah. And I I mean I I love it again for that kind of like robotic repetition of things that you've heard out there like Absolutely, yeah. You know. Remember. <laughs> Forget it. Forget, Forget it. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, well, Shane, I think we have just squeezed about as much uh, monkey brain juice as we can get out of this lemon. And also, at this point, it is just not even a song. It's being formed at this point. So, um, so Shane's got a little guitar. Now it's time for a little musical analysis. Take it away, Shane. All right, so I got to learn the song first because I don't know it yet. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. All right. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say that the earlier version of the song is a lot simpler uh, than what they ended up with on Crocodiles, um, which there's a little more nuance to it. We can yeah. go figure that They've out. It's also a lot, it, like, obviously a lot more, a lot more production. The melody is more shapely. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, this song kind of follows a, a pattern that they like, which it has two chords in it. And um, there's no C, there's no C section or it just goes A, B, A, B, but the the chords aren't A, B, but section wise, it's like two two sections, which are two chords. Yeah, they do that a lot. They do it a lot. And they also do it in this way where they because like Killing Moon does the same thing, right? Where it's like you basically just have like the major 
key and the minor key, right. which are the same keys. It's not even a key change. You know, it's like, so they go from G to E minor. Basically, for you musicians out there, it's like... Well, man, they their melodies though are mm-hmm. kind of interesting against that. You know, right. that's, that's what the is, thing, and that's the thing about his voice too is so that he can do yeah. some strange. And his voice, I, I should transcribe the vocal part and tell you what's going on there because that yeah. would that sounds more like that sounds interesting. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> Mm-hmm, because he's always like bending notes okay. and stuff. Well, is that is that for real though? So mm-hmm. he's like... Yes, that is for real. Oh. What he's doing. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the thing about his he his vocals add another element of strange. Well, melodic... that's the melody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to like theoretically analyze this song? <laughs> In a way that is interesting. Song has is like. G major chord, G chord, okay. right? That's like, yeah. That's kind of the groove, right? Yep. And then they go. Uh, right. Yeah. And that's an E minor. So it's E minor. Mm-hmm. And you have this riff that's going from like one to the two. And then back to the one, then to the minor third. But the melody doesn't do that. The melody goes from the five to the major third. So he's singing what the blues does, which is to have like a major. Oh, he's the, it's the blues he's singing. It is the blues he's singing in a weird way. It, like in a weird reversal in that the chord is minor and he's singing major whereas oh. blues is usually the chords are major and the melody is minor a lot of times Interesting. but uh you know yeah so so he's like so you got this e minor chord but then he's gonna be all like you know which is major happy sound yeah but you you don't just have this e minor chord going on you actually do have this like And that is making that strongly minor in the riff. So you have a tension there that uh-huh. keeps that makes it spooky because if you're oh, really the like the and here's the tension it sounds like oh. right that's that flat second tension where the mel- the vocal melody is singing not... like this the ve- vocal melody is going like um but then that guitar riff's going yeah so it's like you have this like. You get this tension. There's a tension in there. And that's a spooky sound. But it all works because of how it's arranged. And then it's like, uh, they just go back and forth. Now, here's the thing about them going back and forth. Now, everybody, you know, there's two parts of the song. Part A, section A, section B. It goes back and forth. They do a lot of that, I think, because they're such a dynamic band as yeah. you pointed out and their volume can change so much they don't need a C it's a thing they do to be like you know they juxtapose a lot mm-hmm. and i think to a fault to where that some of their later stuff i think suffers from this like hodgepodge nature that that type of songwriting can lead to see i this think is it a doesn't criticism. suffer from it enough 
And that's my that, criticism of it later. Where, but you're just talking about the Grey album. Because I feel like they become I too to song, resolved yeah. and less... There was a song I listened to the other day by them because it came on in the car. Cause, and they like, were still kind of... No, it was like, I think, I think it was from the self-titled album. Yeah, it's the self-titled that and, they kind of do that. And there's a song on there, but it was just this ABAB thing, but it was just wonky sounding because it's just oh. like they were just juxtaposed. I wonder which one it was. I could tell you. It's like... Lost and Found? Yeah, it is Lost and Found. Yeah. What is that song? I don't know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. So anyway, but that song, I think, does that. It's like a hodgepodge. Meaning, like, not the hodge. Is that the right word? That it's like song two, like, is just two chords. And there's yeah, but no... there's a back and forth that's like wonky. It just feels like yeah. thrown together. Yeah. Like they butt two parts up against each other. You know? Yeah. And they do that a lot. And the it, lyrics successfully. They do that really a lot beautiful. successfully, though. That's uh-huh. like a successful, in my opinion, uh, like. It's like crossing a turtle and a strategy they use. Like, a snail. like if you think of okay, a good example would be like a show of strength. Uh-huh. You know, I love that there's these like sections to that song. You yeah, know? absolutely, very and, clear. You know, and uh-huh. and that works. Like if you're if you're a basic, just a know nothing musician playing some punk rock, mm-hmm. what you do is you Throw you're like, man, together. I need yeah. this song needs another part. Yeah. Well, I got I know this chord and this chord, and they don't really go together. You're right. What if? Well, this chord. Okay, you know, and that's just how songs are written. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you think that's how this song was written? If we can imagine the writing process. Yeah, it's so simple that it's amazing. <laughs> um, but and it's it, it's ama- and it works so well. It's beautiful. I like this song a yeah. lot. But the whole thing, like um, the, uh, the come on part. Yeah. is over that G major and that brings it all inside to that chord yeah. and those are just chord tones in the G major here's your G major chord yo ho yo ho yo but yo ho ho <laughs> let's try that again don't use that yo ho ho wait almost yeah yeah okay don't, so don't use any of that <laughs> all right that was terrible no, because listen so yeah. okay yeah. <clears> hey <throat> okay so i want to explore the monkey's bass line because i think it's real interesting okay well les plays the bass and it goes like this That's right. <laughs> that, yep. So, to me, do you know what song that sounds like? What's that? It sounds like a detective yeah, song. Yeah. It's like... And the horns come in. Yeah. Yeah, what is that song? Like Mission Impossible or something? Yeah, there was a Mission Impossible kind of. This should definitely be some no. theme music for some of our reenactments. Uh, yeah, or like Spy Hunter. Uh huh. It has that feel. And it is that kind of 60s. Uh, Ma to go go. Yeah, jam. that he likes. And it's showing the up. The bass group, yeah, especially. 
Yeah. That I'm going to be... say that it's a blues lick. Uh, it's yeah, blues. Yeah. You have a very interesting phenomenon here with this band right now, okay? This song is a blues. What's the thing about the blues? The blues is sad music that makes you feel good. Yeah. Right? And the reason is because you have minor melodies over major chords. Right. Right. Okay. That's kind of the vibe. But in the case of this song, you have a major melody over minor chords. Right. Because Ian's singing the kind of the major like... You know? But then the bass line's doing this minor thing, but emphasizing the two because that's something we've discovered about their sound generally is they like this like suspended two sound. Right? Like the guitar's kind of playing around that, something like that. Yeah. And so... And that's minor. But then this, but then the the bass line is straight up blues. Now, can you make it sound like a more traditional blues? That's the blue note. That's what makes it a blues scale. So, so so the bass line is the most is the most clearly blues oriented thing that's going on here. And could you make it sound really bluesy? Yeah, let's see. uh, Those are those same notes, just in a slightly different Pretty much. order. Yeah. Uh, right. Those right. are the same. Those are the, those are the notes of the bass line, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> you yeah. know that's the scale that we're using here. Um, but yeah. So. this bass line going i think right groovy. When the, it's groovy i mean that would be the word yeah. that he you know would have he's no james jamerson but you but. know but but you know it's like <laughs> the same but it's the same like vibes you know there's not a lot of james jamersons out there you know yeah it doesn't need to be for this band that would be inappropriate right right like just, it would be just like who's this it'd be like the way people feel about jaco pastorius on like Johnny Mitchell tunes. Oh, do they? Do people have a feeling about it? People don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Some people <laughs> like it though, you know. But some yeah. people are like, "What? The, what's this guy doing?" All Who else this? is an annoying baby? I well, like it. I would say I like it. For the record, I like Jocko's playing. Oh. I think that's Jocko's finest hour, which is an extra slap in the face for the fact that people make fun of it. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. why Jocko like shit all over these Johnny Mitchell tunes? It's like it's the best thing the guy ever did. Leave him alone. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> interesting i see your point i see your point well all right well i just wanted to kind of you know just ask you know is it just me or does that sound like some detective shit going this on this is detective basically? vibes yeah, uh-huh. yeah 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 all right. sure all right well i wanted to clear that up but yeah monkeys well they're gonna need the song to be a good one because it's gonna have to last because it's gonna be the first and only song they play at their first gig. It's the only song they play at their first we'll gig? Talk, we'll get there. Whoa. Okay, so. Um, we got a song. <laughs> we got to play a gig now. So let's. So Did they speak, play it for a really long time? Speaking of playing <laughs> a gig, Just you know, back and all forth. this will be revealed. But I've written out. So what we're going to do now, Shane, Yeah. as you're putting your guitar away. Yeah. We're going to peek in 
to one of their practices oh. and do a little dramatic, uh, what do you call it? Reinterpretation. A dramatic. Interpretation. Interpretation. Not really a reinterpretation. It's an interpretation. Oh, yeah, because we are the first. We're not to interpreting do this. an interpretation. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we are just writing a historical uh, fiction. A histori- eh? yep. <laughs> and and so yes, we have put together a little. Um, we're gonna do a little dramatic reenactment for you of the band getting offered a gig for the first time. Now this will be set, of course, at Will's apartment where he has practices when the cooks on the cooks day off and we're gonna they have a cook in case <laughs> it's you like forgot. a british okay. thing it's like i don't know like everybody are they wealthy what are you talking it's, about no they're not that's okay. the thing it's just like every i've talked about this before everybody gets a cook everybody gets a cook in their house apparently you just get i'm sorry i don't believe that at all i know well that's they said the cooks day off i do there i think there's that there are just women in every single house and all those row houses that hand you some tea and some crumpets and feed you. I don't think these guys know how to cook at all. It's British guys, you know? Mm. Okay. Mm. All, right. all right. They were never learned they never learned to do the crystal chicken thing that you were doing every night of the week when I met you. So I'm gonna take off some clothes here. Smoke a little more ganja. Okay, now let's now, go. Shane will be playing the it's part a warm of Will. Autumn and I. So I'm gonna be uh, playing the part of Les, I guess. And I don't know what to do with his voice yet. I'm gonna let the the um, listeners decide and write me and tell me because I can't really do a British voice. But he's gonna sound kind of like Oliver Twist or something. But uh, Ian McCulloch, we're gonna be doing his voice. With an American accent, I'll be doing his voice because... Are you doing Les as well? I guess I'm doing Les too. Y'all okay. can think about it like this. I'm overdubbing because you can't understand what he's saying. I'm overdubbing over him with an American accent so you can understand him, which is the American way. We take something you did and we put our own dumb thing over it and then we say... You're welcome, and that's how Ian will be portrayed moving forward. Because I can really, I think I have the perfect American correlate for how he sounds. Okay. Right. All right. I don't know. Should you try me less? Because I think I only I can. I think you got it. I'm right. gonna be well. All right. <clears throat> so. My Australian uh, will, <laughs> basically. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know, mate. It just needs a little more kick to it or something. Something's missing somehow. Max missing, mate. Oh, yeah. 
he is missing. Ah, well, just another day of you and me, just hanging about, I guess. I don't know, I just feel like there's something that needs to push the melody along, like some substance, like maybe another part or something. Right, right, but you've never played an instrument in your life, (laughs) might. But I feel it in me soul, like a wave rumbling against the cliffs. Is the cook cook coming around today? Yeah. I thought we were doing it together. Wait, I'm doing it. I thought we do it together. No, because I'm asking okay. if you live here. Okay. okay. <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the cook coming round today? I think I hear her now. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay. Well, let's get to work. Will, Les, three. I'm Will. Wait, wait. Okay. I want to do that part. Wait, what? You get to do everything. I want to be the narrator. Okay, you be the narrator. Three hours later. Okay, y'all ready? But it's nearly dark out. Well, we can start by practicing that one song. The one and only song we've ever written? <laughs> yeah, except not anymore because I have a new song in the works. It's called Read It In Books. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's great, a, I man. a new wow. song. Well, let's Excellent. start with Excellent. it. Wonderful. Okay, I'll teach it to you. It's really pretty easy, guys. Here, I don't know the names of these chords, but... If you put your two fingers here, like that. <laughs> yeah, and then go back to that part and that. How would I describe a G to someone? The other chord that we and do. Do that other chord you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to be singing it, and then someone's going to interrupt the singing, okay? Okay. It's gonna be a knock at the door. Okay. All right. It's cope. And it's Can I be, be cope? No. You're cope too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. You're gonna be cope, but you have to sound really evil. Okay. That song is very familiar. Wait, wait, we have to open the door real mysterious. Okay. Stuff. Right. So yeah. We we have to have a rapping, rap rap rapping on the tap tap door. What's that? Yeah, that's it. Totally. Yup. Perfect, man. That's it. That's it. You 
is very familiar. Okay, bunny friends. What could possibly happen next? How will we ever know how this resolves? Will they play the show? Will Cope... Have something to say. Have about... something to say. That's nice. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out how it all goes down. Our first cliffhanger. Well, that was our episode. We hope that you found it informative. We hope that you found it... Came on. And uh, we hope that you and found it... And also Bagsy. It. And also Bagsy. This uh, was our Bagsiest episode yet, oh, I, I feel without like. without a doubt. Without a doubt. I'm going to start using that in my oh, yeah, we like need to daily start. vernacular. Let's use it correctly before we, we sign off here. And then... Uh, People are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Hey, man, I was at rehearsal the other night, and I was like, hey, I'm going to bagsy that uh, quarter-inch cable, the yeah. one that works. <laughs> I bagsy the parking spot right out front, man. I, didn't, I loaded my shit right in the door. It was front door <laughs> service, plug and play. So let's let's make this part of the American <laughs> vernacular, y'all. We're bringing bagsy over. Can I just say one one other thing too? This is important, so definitely don't don't turn us off yet. Listen, when we call each other mate, when we're doing the reenactment, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that that's like wildly wrong, wildly wrong, and yeah. just makes everyone so just cringy. It's like calling somebody like um, bro, or no, it's like something even weirder, like my homie. It's like yeah. we're like, <laughs> look, homie. I don't, you know, and then... It, I do know people who say that. Homie? Yeah. It's like a hip... It, well, it was a hipster thing like like 10 years ago or something. Uh, yeah, like, but it's also like a co-optation hey, of thing. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like a... Yeah. But, homie don't play But we that. can take... Let's take Bagsy. I get Bagsy because I'm, you know... I'm 98% British <laughs> according to the genetic <clears throat> test. Oh, excuse me. So, anyway. Thank you, guys. The next one... Um, I think it's even better it's than one, this. Yeah, our, our, this podcast is one long crescendo, in case you haven't figured it out. <laughs> so, it just builds and builds. Builds and builds, and you're just soaring. So, it's like a it's like a Skrillex song. It's just like, when is the beat going to drop? Never. It just Never. Goes, it goes up and up and up and up and up and up, going up. <gasps> going down. Write us an email at echoinherepodcast at gmail.com. Echoinherepodcast at gmail.com. 